0: It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. Stan Spivey joining us here as well at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Today's special, the twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich here at Howard's. And you need to come and get it because Howard is busy today as he's got all kinds of stuff that's going on well into the wee hours of the morning from what I understand, (laughs) correct? Correct. It
1: is. Amber's running around like a chicken with a head (laughs) cut off.
0: (laughs) So come on by and see Amber and her staff. They do a great job of getting their food ready for you. Um, and not to mention, uh, like I said, if you've got a, something you want to have catered, Howard can do it. Just give them a call here at Howard's on Main. All right, guys, we got a lot to talk about, all kinds of stuff. The high school league uh, coaching searches have just kind of blown up this week. We'll get into that. We'll get into Clemson's loss to Wake Forest. We'll get into Carolina as well as they suffered their second loss in a row. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, what happened up at Erskine. They had a great uh, game against UNC Penbrook. And then we've also got uh, Ersk- or uh, Lander, who won their third in a row. So we'll give you details on that. They not, they're not just shooting the lights out, folks. They're playing some defense as Running well. And Those Bearcats, uh, they're getting it all together. Now, that's
2: on the men's side. <laughs> yeah, that's on the men's
0: side. The girls won last week too, so or this week too, so over uh, – uh, was it Georgia, Clayton, something like, something like that. that? I believe it was Clayton. State. Clayton State. So we'll get in. We'll get yeah, into, we'll we'll get get into those details. But check us out online if you get a chance to. Just go to uh, on Facebook, the Lakeland Sports Guys. Same thing uh, with the handle on Twitter. You can find us there as well. We've got all kinds of things that have happened uh, that we keep posting, uh, as we mentioned over the course of this week. Yesterday, down in the low part of the country, it is. It got. It just. It's chaos. <laughs> And, you know, I was sitting there, and even the uh, uh, moving the chains gang, they were like, I can't keep up um, with everything that was changing down there. But uh, the biggest thing out at Berkeley, we find out that Jerry Brown is gone after a 5-15 the last two years that is there. They ended up letting him go. He's one of the winningest coaches in South Carolina as far as high school football goes. So he is on his way. And we still don't know – what happened with Fort Dorchester? Steve Laprade. Uh, all of a sudden, we told he was fired. Then I heard he quit, and and the rumor mill has gone back and forth. But you know, Fort Dorchester probably the winningest program in the low country as of right now.
1: The last what five years at least. He's their first coach, right? So he basically was the initial coach when they when the school came oh, into play no. twenty years yeah. ago. Because they said yeah. he'd been there twenty years. Yeah. I got something for Stan. I looked it up for you, Stan. Stan asked me about Berkeley. and What's going on? There, and I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of the high schools in Berkeley, which is basically Mont's Corner, and that's about it. Yeah. And I am stunned. Uh, we'll start with public. Berkeley County Middle School, College, Berkeley, Cane Bay, Cross, Goose Creek, Hanahan, McDougal, Ridge Christian Academy, St. John's, Stratford, Timberland, and Trinity Christian. Three new charter
2: schools in five years. <laughs> so wow. that's and, one of and the but, issues. But you also there. look on there and you see the teams that historically – The Berkley's, the The Goose Goose Creek's Creeks that have been in the mix every year. And all of a sudden, they're not in the mix. They're not even getting close to being in the mix. But then you get somebody like a Timberland, and all of a sudden, they're moving up the chart a little bit. And across now, they ain't never been. Across the a ball, right? They they play with McCormick. uh, Yeah, and they've had a year or two, but nothing to write home about. But uh, some of the other, and the newer schools, that are opening up <laughs> are coming in and making an impact in their first, second oh seasons.
1: Yeah. I'm blown away because, like I said, all I remember down that way is Berkeley Stratford, English Creek. That is the only three
2: I remember. Yep. Now, boom, you got all of these. So. Well, and 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 you know, and your buddy at, uh, <laughs> up there that's in charge of the Greenville Red Raiders, would he be interested in going to Fort Dorchester? It's a 5A program. Uh, but and he'd they be would interested be. in going somewhere. Listen, Knowing that you didn't, didn't have state. to compete yeah. and you could dominate yep. down there. Oh, yep. yeah. He and
1: he'll be listening today, so Sam's already got the first interview for 420. <laughs> 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 it's going to be my partner in crime. Um, there's some others that uh, ended uh, up filling some
0: coaching jobs. Colton County, um, Adam Kinloch, the Whale Branch Offensive Coordinator, is going to be the uh, new head coach that is there. And then we may mention of Bradley Adams over at Woodruff uh, that he stepped down. Here it is a week and a half later. He has been announced <laughs> the new coach over at Georgetown um, taking Jimmy Newton's spot.
2: Well, I think he was so. from down that way originally. He so had that job. Well, he, he was yeah, he as head, was head coach there home. a while back. Two well, or three years ago, and yeah. then he left to come to here. So, yeah, he's wanting to get back home.
1: That Ken Law, he's a former Collin County player. I had to look it up because I thought he might be Walterboro back in the days of the Bulldogs. But he played actually, 2007, I think he graduated. So, that's a young guy taking a, a 4A school in yeah. Colleton County, mm-hmm. which has had a lot of trouble. But there again, he's taking his philosophy. And like I said, he's from there. So, he's a local kid coming back, uh, kind of like a Chris Liner. So, you know, yeah. wish him well.
0: We'll see. When we're still watching uh, where Shoals, uh, Chris Johnson, as we know, has stepped down, so they're still in a coaching search as of right now, and they're taking their time with it from what I understand, so um, we we'll are just kind of keep an eye on that. Here's some of the scuttlebutt that's going on right now. Uh, as far as the Berkeley job, it's been rumored that Paige Wofford, the Northwestern head coach who is from down that area, may end up taking that job.
1: That'd be a good hire for them. I, I, I mean, I if you're Northwestern, you're like, wait a minute. We've started something brand new. We got the players you want. Then announcement when the money comes into playstand to keep a coach like that. Um, there's a name that's circulating that you don't have on there yet, and, I, and I'm, I'm a little iffy to say it, but there's another bigger name guy. It's a Greenwood connection down there in that area. There, this name's getting thrown at a lot of these jobs, and that's the kid at Berkeley. I mean, at Buford, uh, yeah. Libran. So, uh, matter of fact, he was on yesterday. I sent you the link, I think. Moving the chains. A really good interview with him. He's another one of those, oh, I love where I'm at. I don't feel myself going anywhere until somebody comes along with that money. (laughs) Can you imagine a guy like that going from what they used to be a 4A school, and they competed with those teams before? Him taking a Fort Dorchester or Berkeley job. That would be pretty unique because I like Fort Chester John looks more appealing, I think, than the Berkeley does. Yeah,
2: and I don't, I don't know with Northwestern, I could see the guy leaving, and that's strictly because of the schools around him. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, schools are opening up in the Rock Hill area. It seems like every other year they're building a new high school because everybody from North Carolina is moving to Rock Hill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but think about something else up there, Stan. I mean, this is the third year in a row that we've had one of those three schools losing a coach if he does go. Right. It started with what's his name that went back to Carolina from South Point. Yeah. Then Rock Hill, their coach resigner, got quit and, or got fired and then now you got you know, this guy maybe looking at going somewhere right. else.
2: That's to tell you something's going on up there too. <laughs> well and, and you know a lot of these coaches too, they you know, they go to away game. They play games away from home. And then they come back home and they look at, well, we're having a share stadium stadiums or this stadium is 60 years old. This, what are you going to do for me? I cannot keep competing if I don't have my own home field, if I don't have facilities. Just like a lot of the colleges did, you know, one builds a, a nice new football operations building and puts rock climbing walls and <laughs> water slides and everything else. And then next thing you know I know and the same thing's starting to happen now. I mean we look at what Anderson County did with just TL Hanna and Westside in the last couple of years. They've improved those facilities greatly. And what's happening? Those two teams are winning. Yeah now,
1: they have, have fill houses now whereas yeah. you know we're not used to that at Greenwood but it. That was a point I brought up with a guy, a local guy whose son plays at Greenwood on several sports, and we were talking about that he's disappointed in the fact that Greenwood doesn't seem to be improving with anything other than football, um, so which leads me to believe his son doesn't play football probably, uh, as far as press box and all the other. And he was he was not griping about it really about the the money not being spent on all the other sports. Um, it's just being pretty much but. You look at it from two ways. You look at the one that brings you the most revenue in, which is mm-hmm. football. How do you how do you designate the money that football has brought in for something else? That's that's why they have a board well, of trustees. You know, and, well,
2: hey. I I did disagree with that because yeah. you look at what uh, the district has done both at Greenwood and at Emerald. You look at the baseball facilities; all of them They're have press. dynamite. The softball has a has their own press box. I mean, and the fields are. Now they may not be turf fields like you see down in the <laughs> Columbia area, but they're well maintained and they're they're great fields.
0: Yeah, the other thing um, is, is the money that's going into the booster club is yeah. being distributed throughout the teams. Th- now throughout. it does rotate year to year with some of the Olympic sports mm-hmm. that I know of, but um, it, it it's not going just to one
2: specific sport. Right, and the soccer team is playing on the turf on the football field, so you know. The so see any inquiry minds wanna know. Appreciate it, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and and there I is, bring it to you and Stan and, and y'all straighten and, it out. And there there is rumblings about building a field house or expanding the field house that is there now. So that's uh that's in the works I think. We're yeah. gonna see. Some it. of the plans
0: I'm hearing are are phenomenal as yeah. far as building like a mm-hmm. two story
1: field house yeah. out of all
0: of that yeah. with yeah. the weight yeah. room and everything else. So. Yeah.
1: Got okay. to compete in this day and age, yeah. man. Yeah.
0: The other scuttlebutt that's out there concerns um, the Woodruff job, which Bradley Adams ended up leaving. And, and there's some names on here that that people are saying they're saying Shell Dula. Do, do, I don't, you know, he's a former Willie Varner. He's, he's not. I doubt he's going back. Um, Al Robuck is a possibility. He is a former Woodruff coach. He's telling a lot of local groups up there that he's ready to get back to be a head coach. Um, yeah. Who else did I see that was on here? That um, uh, Scott Early is out. He was mentioned as one of them. But Amos Motes, the former uh, Woodruff standout and currently a Woodruff assistant coach, he may be the one that ends up taking that spot. I'm not so sure Chris Miller um, would be uh, uh, a viable candidate either because uh, he's over at Gaffney and he yeah, loves that job. Yeah,
2: and, and just the facilities difference in the two is going to keep Chris at Gaffney, yeah.
1: I think Chris I Miller's mean, was a guy that we didn't think about for a low country job either, but he'd be a great hire down he, in a Fort could, Dorchester
2: if he would go. If he would go, right? You know, and that and that's just like your buddy Porter. You know, <laughs> the if you're looking at just the prestige of it all, going from the Greenville Red Raiders to Fort Dorchester, that's that's an upgrade. Uh, I'm sorry, it's an upgrade, and part of it is because of facilities. Yeah, I mean. He said, I mean, Greenville does not have a football field on campus. They have to go to Old Serene Stadium, and we all know how. Now, don't get me wrong; it's a nice place.
1: I like, you know, but what, it's it's still it's old. It's outdated. Yeah, it's just you, yeah, and, and Fort Dorchester has new everything. You're yeah. right, totally. Um, it, it's it's a very desirable job, but I just don't. I think it's going to but somebody down there is going to come out of out of the woodwork. And when you were saying the search for the next Willie Barn, I was like, oh no, is he coming? out <laughs> <laughs> oh me they're coming out of the grave to <laughs> coach <once Yeah>. again. <laughs> now, but that's what you're seeing now, and I and I think it's good. I mean, we we're in what year three with Coach Liner now, and and, and these guys they, they are alma maters, they love it. And now you're gonna see, I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not gonna say next year, but you can see Collin County back on the map again, uh, with, with like I said, a former student coming in to play there. So, like I said, I'm interested now when I get to beaufort uh, I'm gonna find out what's going on at Well Branch now because they lost the coordinator. <laughs> so, it's always <laughs> something in this world that we love of coaching. And but mortality. it
2: seems like, you know, most of the coaching changes or rumblings that we're hearing, other than the Woodruff job, all of them are from down in the low state, the Charleston area, maybe up to Georgetown a little bit. But the other ones are still staying pretty much the same. Now, we had a little bit of early changeover with the west side and – yeah, and, but not near as much as is going on down there. And we all know the better coaches are up here anyway. Well,
1: I was going to say it would be long before we got to that point. <laughs> well, I, you know, we, I, I'm old school because I remember the days that it wasn't like that. I know, I'm not going to say with Greenwood because I remember right. Greenwood Somerville back in the 70s, the 80s. War, that was something. That was like two yeah. <laughs> Titans going at it yeah. when those played. Mm hmm.
0: So that's kind of the coaching searches and what's going on as far as head coaches. There's still a ton of them that are open, uh, um, and we may be hearing some more rumblings of some that are open as they get filled. So I'm sure uh, I'll take you to the next we'll, one. We'll, we'll, I don't know if we'll have another day like yesterday, though. That was just, I mean, it was like every hour something new was happening.
2: We need to check and see so. if the uh, school board down there had a meeting yesterday. <laughs> that might have been the cause of all of it. Like Richland, too, and all yeah. of a sudden the superintendent yeah, sudden quits. Quits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to get rid of all the football coaches. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: It could very easily be something like we're joking about it. But it could be. It could easily be something like that that we don't know what's going on. Uh, it's just. It's just funny to me that you got two of the legend. I'm not going to call you know Steve Lagrande Le- Le- or whatever his name is at Fordham. a legend, be. but uh, a Jerry Brown certainly is. And for, for him just after, you know, he, he got out, he went in, he got out, He went and now he's just saying, you know what, it ain't worth it. You said it earlier. So I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a coach in this day and age. And Maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe that meeting that you're talking about took place, it's about NILs like in North Carolina and you're starting to see in Georgia and they're like, I ain't dealing with it. No way. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. All right,
0: so we'll keep an eye on uh, that. I know that's uh, Chris's favorite segment, so we'll, we'll love keep an eye it. on the coaching searches as I they come out. It. Here and around uh, the Lakelands, the spring sports tryouts have begun over at uh, Emerald and also at Greenwood. At Emerald, though, um, they've got open practices going on right now in baseball, and then they'll have their tryouts coming up uh, January 30th through February 2nd. Um, That'll be right after school, uh, starting on that Wednesday. So you're invited to wear your pants, bring all your equipment, and you can contact Coach Height uh, to get more information there. Boys Golf will have tryouts at Emerald on the uh, 1st of February, 4 o'clock. That'll be at the Greenwood Country Club. As far as boys and girls soccer, they've got open practices right now that are going on through the 25th. Tryouts will be January 30th through February 1st. you can contact the coaches there, both the boys and the girls, And uh, if you need more information on that. As far as softball goes, open practices going on right now after school. Tryouts are the 30th through uh, February 1st from 4 to 6. Boys tennis tryouts are um, the 30th and Wednesday the 2nd. Uh, February from four to five thirty. That'll be at the Greenwood Country Club, and then track and field gets underway. You can contact David Payne if you need more information there. Uh, conditioning started already, um, and then tryouts will be uh, January thirtieth and through the uh, third from four fifty to five fifteen out at the track. That's good. Weather pending.
1: Sound that horn.
0: Yeah, sound the horn there. Uh, So that's good. Uh, Looking forward to getting all those tryouts. You can go to emeraldathletics.com or greenwoodathletics.com and get all the details uh, about the tryouts and when they're going to begin. All right, uh, the polls came out once again on Monday. It's always good to see them come out, uh, what is going on there. And uh, there's some big names uh, that are creeping back into the – Top ten here and around the Lakelands. Of course, uh, one of those is that Saluda ended up falling out for some strange reason or another despite uh, coming back and winning. They uh, did lose one game last week uh, as well, but um, they fell out. Teams that did come back in, though, were Calhoun Falls. So they're back in. They've ended up winning their last three region games by a large margin, probably part of the reason. But the girls also uh, in at number seven. Guys are at number five. Wow. And they're just dominating up and down the court downs of right
2: now in that region one. So
1: basketball's their sport now is, I guess, what we're talking about. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then it'll transfer all, that over to their track and field team. <laughs> they, they won't have the great numbers, but the numbers they do put on the field will be, you'll have to work to yeah. beat them.
1: And if you only hear, if you listen to the, the CSRA thing, and the, 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 the Cyclone Sports League, there's only two teams out there. Big Thurman and North Augusta, which I wish they played each other. That would probably end every bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean,
0: (laughs) they don't look at the rest of the state; they just look at that. Well, I'll
1: ever gets a scoreboard from Camden that says eighty-one to fifteen, and I'm like, did you go back to a women's basketball
2: game? (laughs) Well, you know, and 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 what you're saying is it it would be right if Edgefield School District hadn't decided to put Fox Creek down there right next to North Augusta. All those kids would have been going to Thurman now, and Thurman would probably be a 4 A school, and they would be playing in that CSRA with Midland (laughs) Valley and all these other teams and the Aiken teams. Lakeside. And they would be playing North Augusta, and it could be settled on the field, on the court, on the track, wherever.
0: (laughs) Um, Greenwood's got kind of a tough road. They've got uh, two teams in their region, Chester at number three and Clinton at number ten. Clinton enters uh, for the first time. Back into the wow. top ten, so we'll see how the Red Devils do. That's that's there, but you look at you mentioned North Augusta, of course, they're number one in boys four uh, A as of right now, followed by Irmo, Lancaster, but Greenwood's got to compete against Greenville and Westside to come in at number four and five um, in this listing, and then you got Indian Land, Wilson, Greer, Catawba, Ridge, West Florence. So kind of a, a good mixture of all around the state, except for what's going down in the Low Country.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there again, I mean. Catawba Ridge—it's it, like that, that's that school now. That little the new school that's gonna—it's like everything is just brewing right with them. Uh, you mentioned Clinton; uh, they've had a sports awakening over the last yeah. couple years up there, and uh, that could be accredited to a new new AD or something they got going up there. I know Coach Fountain does a great job of football, but uh, well,
2: winning winning brings winning. It does. I mean, if you're yeah. winning in one sport, the other sports are gone. They're going to pick up, too, because they don't want to be on the bottom of the list. They want to be up there. (laughs) They want people talking about them just like we talk about the Clinton football. They want us to talk about the Clinton basketball, too.
1: I'm a little surprised. McCormick's not either one of those, are they? They are not.
0: McCormick is uh, is not involved anywhere Mm. uh, as of right now. Calhoun Falls is at five. We made mention, um, you know, a lot of – Christ Churches, Southside Christians, <laughs> those <laughs> groups. But you still have the Denmark Olar's in there. You still
1: have the Scots Branches, the Great, Great Falls. Great Falls. I was going to say you got the Great Falls, yeah. that team's up in there. And we
0: do had two teams here in the Lakelands that dropped out of the top ten, one of those being the Emerald Girls, um, who are 14-2, and 3-0 and 0 right now in their region. Uh, they were ranked eighth as of last week. Uh, but here in this latest polls, uh, they,
1: they dropped out for some reason, despite having a four zero record in region play right now. Maybe teams are playing. I don't know what the reason is behind it. But there again, that's all right. We're we're still fairly middle. Well, we're not middle way through yet. But if they're if they're that good, they'll get back in there. Oh yeah. You know, and back.
0: the other one that surprised me was the Abbeville boys basketball team, seven and three overall, <laughs> one and one in region play as of right now. They blew out. Um, 96 uh, on that. Tuesday night, 96 to 55. But um, they dropped one to Saluda earlier um, last week or late last week, 47 44. But that was an overtime game uh, against a team that had previously been ranked in the top right. ten. And, and Holly, yeah, right? How could yeah? How could you drop them out of? I don't know. I don't understand the process. And it's not done by the media. it's, no, it's done by the right, coaches, yeah. coaches. Yeah, we got yeah. nothing to do with it. So <laughs> don't. I'm going to come hey, Somebody's not voting that needs to vote.
2: <laughs> well, well, no, the coach isn't voting. The secretary's voting for him, and maybe she just didn't like this team or that team. <laughs> no, we didn't say that. We know the coaches are all doing their due diligence. So
1: There again, we know one thing about Abbeville. There's only one sport over there anyway. Yeah. In their mind.
2: Well, and. Which well, this
1: year they got a really tanky basketball yeah, team. They're they're well, well,
2: they've got the players coming off the football team, yeah. but, you know. They've really only had about a month. That's what we're dealing with. To all of get these. into basketball shape and condition and kind of remold their body, so to speak.
1: That's why I think what Avil basketball is doing is pretty dang phenomenal. Yeah. So to one a state and then they, what three weeks later you're back in there and I'm on the court trying to get that cardio back in for <sighs> basketball. Still seeing good basketball seeing in now. the Lakelands. So we're still seeing some good basketball. We'll see if they get back
0: in next week. Um, you know, With that big win over 96, they probably will uh, more than likely be back in there. Some games that happened this week. Uh, Greenwood Junior Varsity Basketball. The men beat Pickens 62-33 to 33 in this one. Roman had 30 points, believe it or not, in this game. Uh, and they come up with a big region win for the girls. Um, it was, uh, what, Yesterday no day it's Tuesday they ended up playing Pickens ended up with a win forty seven to thirty nine in that one um or I should, they lost forty seven to thirty nine their next game is going to be versus Berea at six o'clock tomorrow night.
1: I, I get tickled every time I see Greenwood. Jb because it's Coach Carter, Coach Carter reminds me of that the old show <laughs> the dancing the, the Carters is what is what they are going by I'm just kidding there, uh, but it's exciting and that's what you know I like what Greg said he says Coach Greg said man maybe I need to dance a couple of times and they're like no I don't dance <laughs> good coach and they're gonna get it turned around I mean well unfortunately Greenville, Greenville I, I guess said, Greenville's great this year yeah. most of all West sides is usual pretty good team this year um, so it's it's the same group just giving us trouble up there and. Uh, it'll turn itself around. Like I said, these Uh, guys, what you just said, they've only been playing basketball for a month or two now, and so it's going to take a minute or two to get that cardio back in.
2: Well, and plus what I'm hearing as far as the Greenwood varsity guys is they're young. They're leading scorers like a sophomore. (laughs) I mean, so the program, you know, new coach, new system, uh, maybe some players that played last year didn't come back this year because of that, or – and the players he's got, you know, first year. We'll give him this Well, when year. it's a new system, year, system, too. Yeah. That's yeah, the they're, key they're is they're new new system. a new system. Next year, these young guys will be a year older. <clears throat> I don't think they really have a whole lot of height. I mean, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and they might not have but one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and and they got we Joe know he got Stein, Donovan
0: rolls. What about? Yeah. And Boyle's had 12 points against Pickens on Tuesday night. They end up yeah. winning 53 to 39. Um, you're talking about Kaylee Williams uh, and CJ Terrell. They had 11 points each. But Greenwood two and one now in region play. They get Berea Friday night
1: in the nest. So need that? We need that.
0: One. We need to go. Yeah.
1: Well, I was gonna say is what about Joe Sy? Is He playing basketball or no? Yeah, he, he is, is playing. playing basketball. Okay, yeah. I had, wasn't sure if he was focusing only on the football now that no, he has got no. the. Okay,
0: no, he's playing and he had a, a – Weird time, too, because he got done with football, ended up playing basketball for two weeks, <laughs> had to go to the north-south game uh, for a week, and then Christmas hit, and so he had a week off there, and then all of a sudden he's back. So he's only a couple of weeks in. Well, somewhere in all that, he
2: had to go to Syracuse. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> on the weekends, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. He, he of had time to. And that's what the coaches will tell you, that the football players take a little take a little bit longer than with somebody like Joe Saw that's having to go to other places to continue football after he had done started back it it's just gonna take him a little bit of time. Yeah. We need to see
1: we can get because I got a couple of questions. I wonder what this coaching staff changed with Coach Babers up there, if it's gonna affect any of these younger guys that are making that move up there because wasn't Joe Josiah also a coastal he looked at Coastal as well. looking at him, yeah. I mean, if his coach is up there and he's no longer there and he's moved on somewhere else, I mean, that commitment could be null and void if he wanted it to be. Um, I just wonder how strong his commitment is to Syracuse with the coaching because, I mean, as of the other day, they've lost four or five coaches this week. So something that Coach Babels has got going on, he's not keeping the coaches for some reason. Uh, so I just wonder about all the kids because they were talking about you were talking about the quarterback from Florida, not getting his deal. Uh, I know I know they lost not um, the South Lawrence kid, um, but they lost another number one quarterback up at Syracuse also, going somewhere else. So something's not totally uh, a little bit fishy in in the woods up there towards Syracuse. I just wonder if the how strong the commit still is. I think it's pretty strong. I mean, it's I would the think only so because
0: power five program that he
1: had a, a offer from. So I'm, I'm, but I but that's pretty. Strong I think say. about it when I think about what I, I could do a lot more at a coast. So I understand the whole mm-hmm. power five, but I mean, if 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 Syracuse really looked why and they devil did Carolina and Clemson take that look or that peak, and if so, why aren't we doing it now? I mean, that's a kid right there that could jump in instantly at a Clemson or a Carolina and be a pretty good football player.
0: So I wish he was uh, ranked by the stars and stripes as far as because uh, he until he signed with Syracuse yeah. he didn't he wasn't even a factor and all of a sudden he became a three star once they signed him. So,
2: well, I think some of the questions may have been his durability. You know, uh, being injured. You know, where where, where does he stand? <clears throat> Physical size, speed, all that. I think he meets that. But where do we play? <laughs>
0: He plays yeah. everywhere. That's a good problem, that, that, though. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That's he, a
2: good problem. You know, and, and, and I equate this to a lot like Gage Savanko. When Gage went to Clemson, I mean, Gage, it seemed like every year, the kid was playing, but he was at a different position. You know, well, left guard this year, center, you know, right guard. Uh, well, we need Packle. you to play this, you know. <laughs> um, and So he never really got – into a position where he could learn the position and I know that sounds weird cuz he has to learn the position but it to be to better himself and be a top flight like right guard or top flight left guard or top flight center it you, if you if he had been a, a center going in his freshman year and stayed for 4 years as a center you know His stock's going to be up there more because he's been jumping around, jumping around, jumping around.
0: All right. Other games that took place this week, uh, the Emerald Boys basketball team uh, was deadlocked with Union County, uh, as they said in the paper. But they ended up ended up losing 63 to 50 in this one. The second half, they just didn't come out the same. And um, Vikings assistant coach Sammy Robinson, who is filling in for John Mark Scruggs, who is um, out uh, due to his illness, that is there. He he had a he summed it all up in one 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 sentence as as far as the paper had. He said, it seems like when adversity hits, we drift apart and kind of find uh, or kind of want to do our own thing at that point because they were playing really good ball together, and then all of a sudden they couldn't hit a free throw to save their lives. I mean, it, it was, I mean... It was bad. And, and then defensively, they broke down. Um,
1: it, it just wasn't the same team that had been playing earlier in the week. He's kind of getting understanding now because I'm going to tell you something. He's doing a really good job. I had a chance to talk to John Mark uh, about what's going on with him. And you know, he's still making the games. And he, like I said last night or night before last, he put on there about the game and the disappointment the team was having. Uh, he started to see what coaching is, <laughs> unfortunately. And you, it's not always the highs. It's the lows that come along with it. And there again, I mean – I think about this team and I think you know your head coach is going through a lot of this ordeal. And how much are you really focusing on basketball? I know the kids are but I mean to know that your 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 coach is going through some battle something else. Sometimes maybe the minds just don't don't stay where that. We're still talking about, what, 16-, 17-year-old kids out there in their minds sometimes aren't there. Uh, but you got to shoot your free throws, guys. Well, I'm going to tell you that unless you go to UMass. you got to shoot your free throws.
0: <laughs> but uh, coming off the bench, Keenan Marshall, a big night for him, 13 points. Uh, he ended up stopping Chester's number one defender as well, so uh, congrats to him uh, in getting that done. Uh, basically shut him down. He was three of seven in the first half, and then Marshall comes in, guards him. One basket. Yeah, he's a Newberry commit, so. I
1: think, by the way. He's, a, he's averaging committing points a game.
0: Yep, and KJ Morton uh, does his usual thing at team high 15 points.
1: <laughs> KJ just comes in here and just man three points. Pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marceline rustling for Emerald. Uh, the Vikings participated in a three team match. Uh, at Midland Valley High School, the tri-meet uh, featured South Aiken and Midland Valley as well. And the Vikings, they took on South Aiken in the second match of the night, falling to the 11th-ranked thoroughbreds, uh, 60-24. to um, The Vikings did secure four wins by way of pins. They had Austin Johnson, Dawson uh, Seaberg, uh, Jaden Turner, and Peyton Cyrils. Each scored six points apiece on their way to a pin. And then in the last match, uh, the Vikings battled Midland Valley. as the Mustangs uh, for second place. Um, Ended up on the losing end of that. They fell 44-36. to Four pins um, for the Vikings. Two wins by forfeit to go along with it. Austin Johnson, Dawson Seaberg, Jaden Turner, also Channing Williams. Each secured wins by pin. And the Vikings progress uh, are progressing according to their coach. With every match, they're trending in the right direction right now. If you look at it that way, uh, their next match is going to be tomorrow night at Union County, and they're inviting everybody to come on out and sound the horn.
1: That right there shows it. How Matt will travel. I mean, they, they're playing. They're they're wrestling against four teams now to get yeah, better, yeah. and that's how you get better by wrestling the guys. Because the kid out of Midland Valley, he's been on one of the watch lists for a while this year, um, and I want to think he's going to Clemson to wrestle, and that's saying something about how good this kid really is. So when you when you go out there and you, and you don't mind who you wrestle against or whatever, um, that, that's just a credit to, to Emerald right there that they're willing to go out there and lose those matches to get to better for region. That's what I guess I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, and We're trying to get uh, more information, too, on Greenwood, uh, their wrestling program. They've got some young guys and, and some state champions, individual state champions that are wrestling really well this year. So. Trying to get and more Lan- on that.
2: And Lander Wrestling is doing real well. I was going to we gonna, talked about them last. We're going to
0: get into the <laughs> their program here in just a minute. As a matter of fact, we want you to come on by Howard's on Main and upst- in, uh, Uptown <laughs> Greenwood. As they've got all kinds of things going on. If you're looking to cater an event, they've got, what, five catering today. gigs today? <laughs> and um, one upstairs. You know, yeah, one upstairs is yeah, as well. So if you're looking for a birthday, an office party, whatever it might be, you need to give Howard a call or better yet come by and see him and his staff and they'll set you up the right way. Not to mention twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwiches today
1: special. It's pretty good, too. It's to die for, dude. So. Especially the twice-baked. <laughs> <laughs> now Stan will argue with me about the breakfast because he loves his breakfast up here too, but or his uh, cheese fries. <laughs> Look at him; he's arguing that. So
0: I know, You know the breakfasts yeah. are are really good. Those
1: burritos are unbelievable, yeah. well, I, and your wife likes to get some spinach for me. So. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my way. I'm watching it grow. All right, well, let's get into the
0: college side. Um, uh, We'll start with Lander as far as the basketball program goes as of right now. Um, They blew past uh, Columbus State. Uh, Noah Dunn had 19 points in this one, but more importantly, played really good defense. He's the general uh, on the floor. He had six of eight shots from the floor, including four of five from behind the arc. Um, to lead Lander in this one, uh, Jared Shearfield had another great night, 15 points. Um, four or five shooting uh, for him, including three of uh, uh, four from long range in that one. And then Jalen Pugh added 14 points for the Bearcats. Uh, J- Jacob Corp- Cooper got uh, six assists. Uh, and then you have Anjang, Jang, who uh, had a team high six rebounds to go along with all of that. But the thing that's been most important that we see all the offensive shooting and the 100 point games and all that, they're getting better defensively. And that's the big factor in this. The, you know, Lander shot 49% from on the arc at three
1: point range, but they limited the amount of three point shooting to Columbus State. Think about basketball. Think about the really the teams that score a lot of points. UNLV and the rest of how do they get those points? They get off defense, and the, and it's finally Omar's finally got these young guys into believing in that system to play defense. And I, the, the Noah kid, I saw it pop up on the lantern thing, and it said, "Ask Noah; he knows." <laughs> <laughs> he also had about eight steals in that game. Also, he was only a couple steals away from a double double. Uh, so that, or maybe even a triple-double, I don't know he, I don't remember how many rebounds he had, but he was, he's getting it on up there, and like I said, he's the
2: leader of that group, so. Well, we all know, you know, great defense leads to great offense, and it doesn't matter what you're playing, and. Or who you're especially playing. Especially in basketball, I mean, you can get so many quick baskets, just, if you're playing great defense, get, get the steal, get the block shot, intercept the pass, and Next thing you know it's outlet and your guy's running down by himself or easy layup or dunk in this case. But
1: Yeah, they're dunking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but they can still shoot the three, and that's the thing. If if the team gets back and sets the defense against Lander, then Lander can run their offense and they've got, you know, just about everybody on the floor to step behind that line and knock knock down more than they miss.
1: We're we're close to Peach Belt. Uh, time, and I'm going to tell you something, that matchup with Augusta, That's I know they play game. one more time, mm-hmm. and then tournament's going to hit. That's going to be exciting. Because that Peach bell tournament is going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you better play defense. And I'm talking Augusta, too, because I'm telling you, if if, if, if Landry comes back in here and they're playing defense the way they are, it's going to continue on. They're going to they're gonna mow through some of these teams. They're playing like Clayton State, who they've struggled with in the past, and then of course the young Harris that gives us fits and everything else. <laughs> so yeah,
0: it'll, it's, it's Augusta, Young Harris, and Lander as of right now as far as the top three. Augusta, by the far as the
1: teams out there. Like I said, I got to watch them play live a couple of years ago, and they're a really good basketball team, good coach, uh, and and they have their uh, stand like we talk about. They've got their guys that've been there for a while, so they probably got a couple thirty year olds on that team too. So. <laughs> Well, their next game
0: is uh, going to be on the road, I believe. Georgia Southwestern State University is coming up on uh, Saturday afternoon, 3.30. Um, you can go ahead and you can uh, tune in to LanderBearCats.com. Get that you right corner. The game. You know yeah. what you told me, to that right corner. Get the right corner. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to get it. Uh, that is there. But the women also uh, for Lander um, – you know, they come away with a big win over Columbus State as well. They made nine of seventeen shots in the first quarter. Lander held Columbus State to just ten of fifty shooting. Ooh. Yeah, in the final three periods in that regard. So they stepped it up defensively.
1: That's defense there. That, that, that's that, old school Kevin Peterson defense there. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 mother. Kind of defense, <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs>
0: but uh, J'Kayah Parker scored 12 points, um, all on three pointers. By the way, uh, also had uh, uh, a key offensive rebound in the final seconds. That was there. Corey Santaro added 10 points, and uh, Taisha Freeman she led the way with uh, eight rebounds to go along with it. So, how many of those though uh, were defensive rebounds, not allowing second points? My question is
1: how many of those are offensive rebounds. Yeah. That That's where these two teams are starting to really gel together, and that's what I mean by defense. Um, the offensive rebounds is just important. That's one thing about the, the Gamecocks that I am impressed with, their defense, the girls play. They, they they have as many offenses as they do defensive rebounds. It's just not that art of getting a rebound after a missed shot anymore. It's like going to get it and put it back up. So. Great play around here for right now. Both yeah, it, teams are starting to, to y- gel together. You
0: know, we're not shortage of any basketball at all. <laughs> around the Hammer's league coming through for Hall right Number now. 2. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, as far as we'll keep it with Lander here as of right now, but wrestling at Lander, they rank first in the latest Super Regional uh, 2 rankings that have come out, uh, and that's after going 4-1 at the national duels, defeating conference foe Limestone. um. To begin the year as well, and they're number five in the in the uh, Division Two rankings as of right now, and once again they're ranked first in the Super Region Two rankings. When you run down the list uh, that are there, there's some pretty good wrestling programs uh, that they compete against. But their Super Regional includes Lander at number one, UNC Pembroke at number two, Newberry at number three, we have King at four, followed by Mount Olive at five, Belmont Abbey at six, and Limestone at seven.
1: Well, Limestone's that one that surprises me to be that low down, but I I tell you, like I said, those those are to Newberry always perennial when it comes to wrestling.
0: Yeah, Uh, number eight is Emmanuel, Coker nine, and Lincoln Memorial is at number ten. So that's rains out the super regional. Solid. Yeah. But have you ever been to Mount Olive? No. Got to go, particularly during the uh, right right as the spring ends, the summer starts. That's when Mount Olive has their big pickle festival.
1: Ooh! Yeah. all right. Hey, we can do it. We, we so, can do this. We'll have a Pickle Podcast. Yeah, pickle when Podcast. I, when I road lived in Goldsboro,
0: that, that was fun. <laughs> it's always fun. All right, let's move up the road uh, about 20 minutes here to Duke West. Erskine Flying Fleet, their tennis team, voted to finish second in Conference Carolina preseason poll as of right now. So they've, they've got some pretty good uh, – some pretty good uh, tennis players that are up in that area uh, with the flying fleet. And uh, I'm looking at, the, at the, the the listing. Mount Olive's number one, Erskine number two, manual number three, followed by Belmont Abbey, Francis Marion Barton, Lee McRae, Converse, North Greenville, uh, Chowin, and King. Round Chowin. I still like the way you said the Chowin. Well, how's it said? Challenge? I think that's right. I, no, I like the way you Chuan. say it. I don't know how to say it. Chiwan. There you go. Chompen. And you probably don't even pronounce the CH. It's probably Owan.
1: You're probably right. <laughs> Coppin. Coppin. Could, could now, we, I don't want to talk about Coppin because they whipped us in basketball several Yeah, geez.
0: but Emma Bence, you have Arnea, um, Jitava, also Louise Viteria. Um They're the top three tennis players over there in Erskine right now.
1: Get things from the west, do west of what? Leaving as they it all say. up there.
0: And men's volleyball at Erskine uh, is uh, doing well, uh, except for what happened uh, <laughs> this past or, well Tuesday. As a matter of fact, they fell in four sets on a road win we up at Tusculum. And Tusculum is tough. Both the men's and the women's volleyball up there is insanely tough uh, to play against. But Jason saw sixteen kills. They had three players with one ace. Um, John Fuller had two blocks. Aiden Love had two blocks. Uh, 38 assists again for Francisco Pomar. And it was Jason Saul who ended up with 10 digs to go along with that. But Erskine hit 152 for the match um, in this one, and they return home this weekend. They got a match against Fort Valley State University Saturday, 3 o'clock if you want to go and see some men's volleyball.
1: The One thing about the, the volleyball that I do know about, I know about the kills and all of the aces, but the man who gets on the bottom of it and gets them digs, that's what I'm after. I like to dig <laughs> The guy that sacrifices his body for the that's right. you got to get that dig to get that ace and that, and that kill. So that's who I'm rooting for. And then men's basketball up at Erskine. Um, mm. They end up uh, – well,
0: Shuler had a great night. Lance Shuler, 21 points in this game um, to go along uh, with, I think, four – uh, rebounds in the process but Erskine shot 38 percent from the field uh, the fleet were just 25 uh, from three-point line 25 percent and the fleet were 63 from the th- percent from the three-throw line as well as they end up losing to UNC Penbrook 62 to 84 but we told you back on Monday just how tough this game was going to be as Landers for- men's former coach Went to UNC Pembroke and brings them back up here into the Lakelands. They're ranked, right? They are ranked. They're a ranked basketball right? yeah. Thirteen, 13 right? number thirteen.
1: So anyway, uh, that says a lot, right there. Especially when you're struggling, these are not the games you want. But anyway, but there again, they're again, they're 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 making progress also, but they're not. I mean, they could have easily laid it down and lost, you know, 80-30 or something like that. So they're 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 playing basketball. It's just unfortunately they're playing really tough teams right now.
0: Yeah, and they've got, uh, you know, you're not going to shut down Schuler. But they ended up shutting down their number two, number three shooters sure. in the process mm-hmm. of all of this, and um, that's the thing about uh, uh, UNC Pembroke is they can play both ways. They they love to play man to man defensively, but they also run out of their defenses. So th- they'll get up and go, and and if you're not ready for a track meet, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, they're a motion team, type team. I watched a couple practices before, so yeah, they're out. They're what we call a motion back in the day.
0: So the Flying Fleet uh, men's basketball—they go on the road uh, Saturday. They're going to take on North Greenville. Um, actually, Wednesday they're going to do that uh, next week. Seven thirty will be game time for them.
1: Got to get it sooner or later. You can't, like I said, you're playing competitive in these games, but sooner or later you're going to get that that first W. Yeah. And like he says, it predicates another W after that. So it's coming yeah. along. All right, we're going to get into Clemson
0: and Carolina here in just a second as far as basketball goes. But first, a recruiting note that is out there. Um, There was a lot of speculation as to what is going on with trade and Jeffcoat. How come the paperwork hasn't gone through? Is his grades uh, in trouble? That's not the case at all. That's good to know. Which is good to know. Turns out, (laughs) folks, uh, according to uh, a a source with the Big Spur as of right now, that – You know, he wanted to come home and play his final season in the SEC. But per a source, the NIL deal from USC was less than what he would have gotten if he had stayed at Missouri. And so, thus, he is staying at Missouri as of right now.
1: All about the money now, man. Like I said, (laughs) it ain't college anymore. So.
0: There are some other names in transfer portal at the defensive end that you got to look at over at East Carolina. you got Rick Diabru, 6'2", 257 pounds. Yobi uh, Oki, I like him. 6'5", 245 out of Michigan. I think we're, we're looking
1: at him, too, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, he's already transferred four times, by the way, so he, you know, he's not committed to any one team. The-
2: no, <laughs> he's on his last no, one, though. Oh my, he no, is on his no, last no. one. Uh, I was going to say that, and, and <laughs> don't expect any loyalty out of him. Oh, no, he, he uh, when, can't when go when he, again. He, so. If he graduates, don't expect him to send you a big check when mm. he signs his check. With <laughs> yeah, the, if he comes no. this way, he won't go nowhere else.
0: <clears throat> There's another name you don't have on there. Uh, well, I got Quinn Williams, six two two forty, out of Georgia
1: Southern. Who am mm. I missing? It's a Leatherneck. Oh,
0: I forgot about him.
1: <laughs> I saw it last night, and I was like, "Is that that school that that D t- Tom t- t- Carroll, Carroll was uh But he's
0: up. he's already yeah. committed, and he's he's an well, maybe interior. That's, maybe defensive saw, yeah, right. he is yeah.
1: interior. Right? He's so. not a defensive end. So I, w- I, when I saw that, I was like, ah, "That's first thing you will see," and you did. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. but he he ended up leading tackles. For uh, the Leathernecks in the process over the last two years, it's
1: pretty impressive too. Because some yeah. of the teams that they play, I didn't realize that they played the teams that. They well, didn't. they
0: play uh, Southern Illinois. They yeah. play North Dakota State. They play South Dakota State. play <laughs> 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 uh, South. I mean, they they play um, what five of the top twenty-five in uh-huh. Division. That's what I was gonna say,
1: Shane. Just stay on that school and get to the offensive defensive line when we can get, and bring them home.
0: <laughs> that's just the way, easy
1: way to get what we need. Because right. I, I can't believe what we're losing offensive line. I know I know y'all have yeah. all seen it, but you know they talked about how bad this team is on the offensive line. We are losing a lot of really good players, Javon Win and the rest of those guys. So hopefully we're gonna. That's where we will use that portal and just kind of get what you got to get. And like I said, okie Dokey's my man. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He, he's <laughs> get my him man. to come in.
0: Um, also, South Carolina set to hire an ex NFL player as an analyst. As of right now, um, uh, you know Shane Beamer, he's he's kind of looking at new assistant coaches that are going on, and I'm not so sure this is going to end up happening. But he is looking at um, Ryan Yucka uh to become an analyst, multi program sources have said uh, you know as of yesterday that are there but he's a carolina Force grad he's also the son of arkansas athletic director hunter yukacek um who held the same position at coastal carolina from 2010 to 2015 so uh you know he's played football at marshall um you know, he's coached tight ends, probably where he's going to end up going in that regard. So we'll see where he what happens as far as this analyst position goes. But that that's a local boy coming back.
1: It is. I'm, I'm glad to see that Carolina Forest. Yeah. I mean that that's good news. Um, like I said, that he's going to come in and do the tight ends. But that, like I said, that's what uh, Dowell Loggins is. That's his forte is tight ends coach. So um, that's a good hire. I think that that's one you need to go ahead and drop the, whatever it is. Drop it. Bring him on in. <laughs> you can check. Then I'll have. You then we'll check. have that one to go with. Yeah,
0: that's. Uh, but you'll never see him. He'll be up in the booth through, that's uh, fine. the whole time. So. I,
1: to me, the coordinator needs to have his butt up there in the booth. <laughs> Dowell Loggins, you need to be up there with him. So sit side by side.
0: Have you Have you seen the Loggins and Beamer? They've been all over the state watching basketball games for some of these football players that are playing two sports. I, I mean, I'm okay I'm with
2: that. All, well, all well, over the know, state. I'm okay with that. I mean, well, you know, there's one thing that any coach knows. You can't develop speed and quickness. You either got it you ain't or it. you don't have it. You can't teach it. You not teach it. So where do I find out if I got a quick twitch guy that can run? Well, let's go to the basketball court and see. Now, you're not going to find any offensive linemen that are 6'6", six, six, 300 pounds probably running up and down the <laughs> basketball court. Now, you might at some of the smaller schools, but uh, – you know, if you're looking for wide receivers, you're looking for DBs. Uh, you might find one uh, a hidden gem, the guy that's only played has played basketball. This is his senior year in basketball, where he only played one year in football. Oh, but he can jump out the gym. He can run. He, yeah, he long arms, rangy. He can win his uh, He 50 can ball. go. He <laughs> can go to the. He can go be a DB for me. So you
1: you didn't tell me you didn't I see something Carolina basketball needs. They need him Hemingway. He played basketball at Conway. Yeah. That kid can play.
3: He
0: can. Coach Ferris. Although he's to... put on all that muscle. I'm not so sure his <laughs> fast twitch is as good as the The fast twitch well.
1: ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about the twitch that knocks your tail out from under the basket it's, so I can get the rebound. It's the
0: red meat versus the white right? There you right. go. Yep. So we'll see how it goes on there. Speaking of Carolina basketball, they suffered another loss <laughs> oh, seventy yeah. to fifty eight. Uh, in Colonial Life Arena, as again, they lose at home, their I third straight it. home conference game. Um, this one against Old Miss in the process of this. G.G. Jackson, 15 points. Chico Carter had 12 to go along with it. Um, you know, Jackson was 5 of 20 once again from the field, struggling big time against SEC foes as of right now. And, uh, you know, for a number one... Recruits in the nation from last year, uh, development not quite going the way I think that Coach Paris wanted it
1: to. Well, you, and, and then like I told you last week, you know, you got a guy like LeBron talking about Michi Johnson. I, uh, yeah. Where'd Michi go? You yeah. know, Michi's, you know, the, the only one that played the other night that I saw that played was Chico Carter played pretty well. I mean, not great, but I mean, he yeah. he at least just continued to play defense. And, um, and and that's the thing, Coach Paris has just gotta say, look. You know, if you're five by the 20, man, come over here. I need you to pass the ball to somebody else and let them do it or else get a better shot. That's, that's the key. If you're, well, you're going to be shooting long range threes and you got a chance to drive it in the lane and maybe get fouled and make the shot, drive it in the lane. Let's, like you say, run the football. Take it in the lane. Get the easiest shots we can. It's just like every time, Tom, that we got a home game, mm-hmm. it's like we're on the road. I, I, I want to look at that. The one thing I haven't looked at this year is I'm going to look at attendance. I want to see what attendance is like this year for Paris as a new basketball coach. Because I know that was one of the problems with old Frank. He didn't have that attendance yeah. uh, from the from the students either. And some way we got to build that back. Whether Don has to go and speak at halftime or, or whatever we need to do to get the crowd back in there. Uh, we need to do that at Carolina because it's getting embarrassing to when you see it on TV and you've only got – what, 10,000 people in the stands?
2: <laughs> Might not have that many.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It may not be that many, no. but, I mean, get, we're rebounding. We knew we were rebounding, but, I mean, it's, I expect it better than this. All right, well,
0: here's Paris uh, after the ball game, what he had to say uh, concerning the loss to Ole Miss.
3: I haven't looked at the stats too much, um, but uh, I know they made some threes. Uh, I thought we did some good stuff. I thought our energy was pretty good. I mean – Good. I, I, I thought we had a good level of energy. Um, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well at multiple positions. Uh, when our three, when, you know, between Hayden, uh, Gigi, and Michi in particular, uh, struggle to score the basketball, it ends up being a struggle for us uh, on that day. If all three of those guys have a subpar day. It's, it's hard for us to generate stuff. We don't get a lot of stuff at the basket. Um, it's just not something that from a personnel standpoint we're, we're as accomplished at yet as we need to be. Um, that's on by way of post, uh, post-ups. Um, driving the ball to the basket, we do that sporadically. Uh, I think we've got some guys that are jump shooters by nature, which is not a criticism necessarily. It's a fact. And... At times, it's a hard it's a hard living to make as a jump shooter. Um, you you have to be able to generate some stuff, and we have a couple wrinkles here and there that we kind of force feed some stuff down guys' throat to get them around the basket here with an advantage. And so we try that, but we 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 need to develop a way to get the ball around the basket intentionally, naturally, um, and consistently. And we again didn't do that. Uh, very well today and then so we relied on jump shots and we didn't we didn't have a good day shooting a jump shot
0: so uh, there you have Lamont Paris and what he had to say it sounds familiar to former
1: coach Frank Martin doesn't it in a way I mean <laughs> and I didn't hear that before but what are you saying about driving down a lane get the ball inside that's what you got to do I mean here's the thing about Ole Miss that people forget about Kermit Davis is only 25 wins away from 600 or 500. Excuse me. This is a good coach, basketball. Well coached is a the word. They've made I can't tell you how many consecutive NI or NCAA tournaments dances. Uh, so you're good. That's a good basketball team. You're gonna have adversity. Um, like you say, you're, he's a head coach. So instead of like complain, you got to get him to do it. If if Gigi Jackson wants to sit there and shoot that 20 footer, and he don't need to shoot it. Then he he'll learn one way and that's if you come in here and sit by me for a minute, instead of going straight up shoot that ball away drive that lane, man. Come on. Two or three things that happen when you do it. You drive a lane, you can make the basket, it's an it's a it's a easier shot. Your percentages are a lot higher on layups and driving. But you can also get get fouled and then but then again you gotta shoot your free throws, which he does well. Uh so it's Coaching is going to come. It's just like I said, the first-year guy, uh, he's trying to get these guys to believe in the system, and it's going to take a little bit of time. It's frustrating. My problem is that we can't play at home. That's what kills me is at well, home we're like
2: worse. Well, I think everybody was looking for Gigi to be the savior, and but when you see him, I think he's playing a little tentative. I think he's playing. He, he realized real quick that – college basketball is not high school and when these guys hit you it hurts (laughs) especially when you don't have any more meat on your bones than he's got he's got to strengthen up and bulk up a little bit i don't a lot of people say all the nf the pro scouts are all over him you know blah 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 i you know i'm not really seeing it yet unless you want, just want somebody to chunk up 20 footers all the time and he ain't making <laughs> and, them and he ain't
1: making them so tell me it's uh, the a difference between high school and college yeah. and we're seeing it yeah and that's where i that i, I me and cam had a little bit of different disagreements about Gigi. if he was good enough to go right away to the pros we see he's now he wasn't ready to go
2: no
1: um now if he goes if he went to the right team like a golden state or somebody like that they let him shoot 100 shots a game and he's going he's used to scoring 50 60 points he's not getting it and he's frustrating well, do you think he's still a one-and-done at Carolina, or you think he'll end up going
0: another couple of years here? here?
1: Here's the thing. The one thing I haven't looked up in a deal, is if Ziah Cook's making a million-plus there, then, then G.G. Jackson should be making something. Um, it, it could be that deal that, you know what, I got four more years if I don't want to go. I think he's the kind of guy that he wants that name out there and he wants to go play at the, the next level. Um, if I was him, I'd sit one more year and then go. Get used to I, SEC I, basketball and then go try your look at the NBA. Well, I was
2: going to say, he needs to get in there uh, with the nutritionists, learn, learn how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, uh, get in the weight room, strengthen up, get used to the physicality. Because if you think the physicality in the SEC is tough now, wait till you get to the NBA. There are going to be guys on there that are twice your size. I mean, they're going to be your same height, but they're going to be twice your weight and their arms going to look like other people's legs. And, <laughs> like tree trunks. Yeah, and you're going to have to fight with these guys. And, and when you get to that to that level, they're going to tell you to drive the ball to the basket. And if you don't, like Chris said, you'll either be on the bench or out the <laughs> door. Because so, it's a job, damn, brother. Right now, you can go have fun.
1: He's going to go against guys like Joe Morant. And everybody wants to know why Carolina didn't go after Joe Morant. Did. I mean, it was his size. He, they're basically the same size guys, and you see how he get knocked, He gets knocked around. Gigi's going to get knocked around. Yeah. It's just you better be a 90% free throw shooter in the NBA. <laughs> and that's one thing <laughs> he's got to improve
2: on. But Well, that's why Brown's doing something. Some, of course, Brown is older, we understand. But look at his body compared to Gigi's body. But look where he scores his points. Look how much contact he fights through to score points. Gigi don't do that.
1: No, and and that's where he's saying, instead of that 20-footer, man, drive out the lane, Mm -hmm. get that basket. All right, well, Carolina's next game. On the road, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No home game. Um, uh, is going to be at number no. It'll be a colonial life against <laughs> um, Auburn. Yeah, against Auburn, Auburn, number sixteen, Saturday, three thirty. Another yes, good basketball. That, coach. Yeah, that'll be a good <laughs> game to go along there. Um, they go on the road uh, next week, though. Wednesday, they'll be on the road at Florida. That one they'll probably end up winning. And then they're at know. Georgia after that. That's one we oh, can that's win. One,
1: yeah. that's, those two games are winnable games. I mean, and I'm not saying we won't play well Saturday against Auburn. Auburn's a team that's down this year, even though they are ranked. I mean, they were, what, 15, 16, 17? 16, thought, yeah. So, I mean, I they're a good they basketball team. That. but Well, they had two losses last week. Yeah, they
0: got knocked down They lost to
1: Arkansas and they yeah. lost
2: to yeah. uh, Missouri, two games that they should have won. Yeah, because so. I think at one time they were in the top ten. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But so, now we we flip the switch and go over to the girls' side of the <laughs> game. Maybe Dawn ought to be coaching the boys. So i said that three we, years they, ago, they, man. Pay her one side. So she can do both. They, they get her to do I both. mean, give her twice the money and let her do it. And uh, her team's rebound. They scrap. They, I mean, it's, like, it's not just offensive boards. It's defensive boards, too. and And they play defense. They do. And they let their offense flow through their defense. I mean, when you lead the nation in average blocks per game and they over ten, well, I mean, how many points do you get off of them blocks? You
1: know? I'll get, like I said, I'll get Lamont Paris. they he's got his yeah. team playing defense. It's just they're not driving the ball. Yeah, they're they're settling for an unrealistic. I mean, a higher percentage shot, which I'd rather see them just. Quit doing. I mean, we got a guy like Meji Johnson, and he can sit out there and shoot balls from, you know, thirty-five, and he, and he's making half of them. Let him shoot them, man. But when he's not making those shots, come on over here, buddy. Sit beside me on the bench, and and we'll go from there. But uh it's going to improve. Like I said, again, the schedule we're playing SEC basketball is yeah. pretty strong this it's year, Stan. It's tough. I'm not going to say it's like what what PG Hall and them are playing, but it's pretty tough in the SEC mm-hmm. this year.
0: Well, the girls have Vanderbilt uh, tonight. No, no, thir- yeah. yeah, tonight. Tonight. 7 gotta o'clock. Go.
2: On the road. The Music City. Yep, mm-hmm. day in the Music City.
0: And then uh, they play Sunday uh, as they'll be back home at CLA against Arkansas. 3 o'clock on Sunday. So, a couple of big games here.
1: Maybe and Coach then, Ferris just needs to then let then them see the girls home. And then I, I think they
2: go to <laughs> Connecticut.
0: <laughs> they go to Connecticut, yeah, February 5th. Yeah. They'll be in Hartford. We, we get
1: another matchup with um, – uh, what's the girl's name at Kentucky? <laughs> rain, whatever. I think we played Kentucky before that game, maybe.
0: Yeah, you got Kentucky Thursday, February And then Sunday.
1: UConn, so. Yeah,
2: that'll be at home, though,
1: so. That UConn game's going to be intriguing. Well, right?
2: the last time they played Kentucky, though, they beat them by 50 at Kentucky, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, being at home, it might be 60. Well They don't
1: have rain John, that's right. She she did you know, move on to uh, WNBA. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's happening as soon as we get done with the basketball because we talked about all heck yesterday in the high school leagues. The pros have done hit it now. (laughs) So there are plenty of coaches that offer the coordinators. Three have been fired this morning.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, And I'm just – I'm just –
0: I'm pressing wrong buttons left and right today, guys. You're going to have to fire me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, Byron Leftwich. <laughs> so that that could be right there, could be a key to Tom Brady being done with football right there. He loves Byron Leftwich as his offensive coordinator, and he just got fired. So uh, that may be the one that says, you know what? Dang it, Dag Nabbit, I'm done. <laughs> Put a fork <laughs> You're in me. retire I'm finally. I'm we'll see. Um, let's go up to them there hills, as you like to call
0: God's country up there, Clemson goes on the road. We knew Wake Forest was going to be a tough matchup, particularly after the energy you spent against Duke on Saturday. Uh, Wake Forest is not lost at home, guys. They are perfect, and they dominate when they are at home. Their stands have been filled every single home game. Uh, however, they, they're kind of the opposite of
2: Carolina. They go on the road, and they just fall apart. <laughs> well, um, that's kind of what you'd expect. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Wake Forest is a tough environment to play, and, you know, packed houses, and this is Chris alluded to this, with, with the Carolina men, and it's the same way with the Clemson men. These coaches have got to find ways to fill those coliseums. If Clemson a seed 8,000, let's put 8,500 in there and see what the level of play or whatever you want to call it, how the team reacts to it. Feed off of that energy of that 8,500. So that when they do go to somewhere like a Wake Forest and they're packed to the ceilings and they're screaming against them, oh, well, this is the way it is at our house, so let's just go play now.
0: Well, 87-77 was the final in this one. Um, Tyree Appleby had 14 of his team high, 24 points in the opening 20 minutes for the Demon Deacons, 46 points were the most Clemson has allowed in a half the season so mm-hmm. far. And, and we sent it on Monday, it, you know, how is Clemson going to react after spending that much emotion um, the previous night in, in that big win over Duke? Um, you know, they fought back. They were, they were down like 15, 15 at one point. And
2: got it back down to six.
0: Yep, uh, 77-71 at one point with about two minutes to play. But they just – they just, the Deacons just said, okay, well, we'll finish it out here. They drilled a three and make it go back up by 11, and they, we, they just couldn't get back.
2: No well, quit, man. No quit, though. Well, they didn't quit, but – still we have to remind ourselves that they were without their number one port guard their coach on the floor yeah chase uh, hunter and suffered a foot injury right? Yeah. right and um you know i think one of the guards that was playing was like a freshman and they anyway, neither yeah. one neither one of the guards really hit any shots that uh helped
0: you know, and watching and watching the game too, Brunell went deep into his bench to try to get guys that hopefully find, were tired to find or yeah. a
2: spark somebody that would get the team. They just look kind of discombobulated and <laughs> get the one guy in there that kind of brings them back together and brings. I say, look, let's just let's play our brand of basketball. We're not playing Clemson basketball right now, guys. But it goes back to what you said. How much energy did they expend during that Duke game? Great game, big win, but hey, guys, this is only game number, what, 15, 16 on the season. We got another 15 of these to play, <laughs> you know. You know every, every three or four days, we're going to be playing another Duke, and fortunately, hopefully, half of those will be at home, but the, ass, the other half's going to be on the road. And we're gonna have to fight through some adversity. And this is what this is. And it's gonna have to be we got to rise up. You guys that you know down there on the other end of the bench, hey, guess what? Y'all can score points too. You know, I don't care if you score more points than I do if we win the ball game. But if you putting up shots and they clinking and we getting beaten. Coach, put him on the sideline. Let's find somebody that might hit one every once in a while.
1: I think this is the best case to get happen for them. They need to lose it now and then, then keep this game. thing rolling. Yeah. And yeah. it's a road game. And it's a road game. And what I want, not cost, I want you to hear me talking about, about this Wake Forest team. Two years ago, they made a change, and they went with a guy just like Carolina did. They went with an East Tennessee state coach named Steve Forbes and look at where they're at right now just by defense and following a procedure and a system. And in two short, three short years, he's turned this Wake Forest team around. They beat North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They may have beaten Duke already. I'm not sure if they played them, but I know they beat North Carolina. And now they've beaten NBA, what was an unbeaten Clemson team. It's not the end of the world. I'm telling you, if you're Clemson, you, well, yeah, you got well, you, and, get, uh, you get hundred it back. It's not a, yeah, you know, it's you not get Hunter a hundred back, uh, and you're you're okay. It's
0: it, it's you know. It, Clemson won at Clemson against Wake Forest. Wake Forest wins at their home bet. So, you know, the tiebreaker is a no factor in this one. It's fine. Like I said, that loss is okay
1: there. Brownell should be okay with the loss. I'm sure he's not, but he should be okay. (laughs) Well,
0: here's Brownell post-game conference uh, after this game. and You can tell he he just was frustrated the entire time, and you can hear it in this uh, press conference afterwards.
4: Uh, Congratulations to Steve and his staff and their team. They, They played really well tonight. Um, they're playing very good basketball right now, um, you know, just especially in this building. Um, you know, they, they just uh, played with very good pace. I thought our guys were just a little bit behind the play in the first half especially. It took us a while to, to get into the game. I don't know if we had a little bit of heavy legs. Um, obviously, some of it's just Wake Forest playing so well quickly. Appleby is hard to handle. Um, Hildreth played well. Both those guys, um, you know, put some pressure on our defense. We didn't handle that as well as, as we thought we would. Um, you know, the rebounding hurt us early. I, did, I just felt like we were a half step slow in the first half, just behind everything. And uh, offensively, we were fine. We scored 38, only had two turnovers. You know, I was just really disappointed with our defense um, most of the most of the night. We, we were regrouped a little bit in the second half. we were a little better. Um, but and made a scare uh, out of it. Obviously, Hildreth, Hildreth hit a huge three uh, late uh, in the shot clock when we cut it to I don't know five or six or something like that. But uh, they just outplayed us today. They played a very good game, and, and we just couldn't quite get enough things done to to uh, to win the game.
0: So they have Brad Brunel, uh, his opening comments to begin. Uh, what was it you was know, a tough loss, uh, but it's one that I think everybody kind of saw coming to a degree.
1: Dude, I mean, it's it's hard to go undefeated. I mean, it, that's just difficult to do. And, I mean, it, that's not a bad loss. I no. mean, that's what people have got to realize. You're not going to go undefeated in the ACC. You're not Duke. You're not, and that's the best thing that could happen. And, and like you say, they were in that game. And then all of a sudden the defense lighted off a little bit. And that Hillaby kid or whatever his name is hits that three. Yeah. And that's the whole conception of the game changing. And, and if you're home, maybe you can overcome that. But there on that road, I got the fans back into it, and that's just, it was just tough to do. But Tiger Nation don't feel bad. I mean, don't feel bad about that loss well, there.
2: Well, just like you said, this it's not a bad, but it was a loss on the road. That's a road so, loss, yeah. So, we can live with that. I don't want that loss at home. Yeah, we shouldn't. You shouldn't have that kind of loss at home, where you come out slow, sluggish, kind of not in tune with anybody and I don't care who's on the floor for you you know you play it you run your team you run your offense but that's why it's so important for these students and boosters and fans everybody and these are cheap tickets they're, they're I mean they're cheap tickets it don't matter where you go Clemson or Carolina either one of the men are playing they're a cheap ticket if the women are playing it's a cheap ticket go on up and buy it and go in and watch these guys and support them That way you don't have one of these kind of losses at home. He's picking on me, by the way, because he's looking at me the whole time. He's talking about Carolina basketball at home. With the program. (laughs) But he's right. It's
1: very frustrating. As as
2: a Gamecock, it's frustrating to lose at home. Especially, well, as a Gamecock, you sit there and you see the women putting 10,000-plus in the stands. Oh, and they're winning by 30. Well, Part of that is, you know, yeah, they might they might kind of get down a little bit, and you think they kind of go, oh, this is the night we're gonna get beat. Then all of a sudden, they have one good play, and then the fans are into it, and all of a sudden, it's just a the the defensive pressure picks up. It seems like every shot they throw up's going in. It, it,
1: Frank got frustrated too. Yeah, He, he was totally frustrated with the women's having success and he was struggling. I, and I'm not going to say I wouldn't have done the same thing. But anyway, um, it, it is frustrating because you do see one side doing well, doing great, winning championships, and the other side just starting out again. You know, two, three years in a row, if we can pull an SEC championship, that's yeah. what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: Clemson's next game is going to be Saturday. It'll be at home, 6 o'clock. They get to take on Virginia Tech. Actually, they're going to be home the next two uh, two games. So, uh, they got Georgia Tech on Tuesday next week, and 9 o'clock game. Those 9 o'clock games, though, are rough. Are oh, rough. <laughs> now, I mean, that's six, what this weight first game was. The 6
2: o'clock Saturday, they should fill that stadium. Yeah. You know, I mean, and this is going to be, this will be, should be, here again, should be a pretty easy win. If Clemson comes out and plays Clemson ball, they'll win this game by 15, 20 points. Then you go 9 o'clock, I agree with you. That's kind of a – but it's it's hard for us to imagine it 9 o'clock. But these guys practice at 9 o'clock at night. They, they do things
3: to in get order to get it, yeah.
2: ready for it. So – they're more used to it than we are. Yeah, we're we're trying to keep our eyes open in the second half, <laughs> and these guys right there running up and down the court.
0: Uh, the other game that's uh, big news is the Clemson women. They have uh, doubled their winnings from last week or last year, but they get number seven Notre Dame uh, tonight at Little John, uh, seven o'clock game. This <laughs> things have not gone well uh, for Coach Butler against ranked teams. Uh, well, her entire career, even when she's down in Florida, mm-hmm. they had a hard time even winning. I'm not even sure her, her winning percentage against top 25 teams. I think it's only like 10 percent, maybe something like it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's not, not good. good.
2: It's one of those things you look at. Why did they hire her at Clemson? If you look at the, just look at the resume. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. You know, she well, may be man. 17 and eight overall, yeah. or 17 and 10, or yeah. 20 and, and 12. she's not winning. She's, she's not winning the like game she needs to win. She's
2: kind of like the Kirby Smart. Of old used to be couldn't win the big ball game. Mm-hmm. She couldn't win a big ball game if they gave it to her. She'd find a way to mess it up.
1: And this <laughs> ain't easy. This is not an easy game against Notre Dame, So No, it's. program on
2: track. This is a tough, tough game for them. Now, not to say they couldn't beat them. They're on their home court. Pack that place out.
0: And it won't be. Get by. No. <laughs> the no, women won't be. They'll,
2: they'll be lucky to have. Four thousand yeah, people. Because
0: everybody knows what's going to happen. That's, yeah. that's well. Yeah.
2: Everybody thinks they knows what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you have four thousand people inside the stadium, and they see a Clemson win. Oh, there was ten thousand people in that stadium. and I was one of them. <laughs> you know. But
1: I'm excited for your men's game because I just realized who you who's coming into uh, the John. It's going to be Mike Young, the old Walford coach who's mm-hmm. at VT. So, that's exciting. He'll have family and friends there also. So. Yeah. Sean Padilla, no, we're if we're you haven't seen Sean Padilla play yeah. at VT, that's a that's a star in the making right there. to a sophomore. He's a great basketball player.
2: Well, this guy, he's liable to, even though he's at VT now, as long as he was at Walford, there's, there's going to there be some more people in there pulling for VT than Clemson.
1: Rocking to John, man. <laughs> They're going to
2: rock to John. Some
0: more South Carolina residents, anyway, pulling yeah. for VT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may even see some of the basketball players that he coached a couple yeah, of years ago yeah, that may be in mm-hmm.
1: there. Storm Murphy. <laughs> think Murphy – is Murphy still playing? I thought he went to the NBA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he moved on, but he played, what, six years at Walford. So, yeah, good player. Let's see. All right, Sam, so am I missing anything? No, like I said, Leffert's fired at Tampa Bay, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get ready for the NFL Bra- fire Bra- today. Bra-
2: Brady, you'll be turning in his retirement notice. Going to retire,
1: Tom. You can come with us. GB12. Hey, we, we got room for him here. Yeah. This table's house. big enough. Yeah. Come on up. He just can't wear his
2: Michigan jersey with you. No, no, oh, there's no. enough. He, he's that's done. A, I forgot. A whole, that's a whole nother show on Michigan right now. By the way, uh, Harbaugh
0: a, decided to stay at Michigan, but he will not say that he lied to the NCAA about his uh, recruiting practices yeah. after the dead period. We so, you should have so. went pro, but because they fixing to of, nail you. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that program's in the.
1: He's fixing to get nailed. We'll yep. see how it
2: goes.
0: All right, so we'll keep an eye on the basketball and what's going on and around the Lakelands. You keep tuning in. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Chris, I'm Tom. Have a great one.